right, here we go, folks. On a Friday, welcome to Sportsbook Radio from the Brian Blessing Studio in Las Vegas, brought to you by Station Casinos and the mighty STN app. I put a little growl on that today, Steve. Okay. I'm I'm playing with it a little bit because I want to put emphasis on this fantastic app that I 100% believe in. It's very brawny. It it is. It's it's big, muscly. Well, I'm going to ask Chuck when he comes on in about a half an hour. I'm going to ask him about the... The I had this broadcasting teacher that always tell me, don't say the. And it's stuck in my head. It's like the one thing from school that stuck in my head. Let it go. It doesn't matter. I know. It really doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. Um, he always said, don't say that. So every time I say it, it sticks in. But, but I'm going to ask him about that advertising campaign, which I think is brilliant. I think it's the best ad they've had so far. I, I agree. I agree with that. And and. I'm associated with the guy that they're poking yeah. fun at, but it, but it's really well done. It is. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, sorry about that. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. no, 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 no. Sorry it's, about it's, that. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> so, so, so the other again. No wonder you've you, had it, so much free time. No, it, it's Pepsi Coke, right? Both sides can win, right? If you if you if you do the ad war correctly, both sides can win. I I, I I'm I'm with you. I I think that ad by stations is really good, Steve. Yeah, Coke won. Oh, okay. I mean, come on. Uh, no, I'm, Did I'm, you ever take one of those tests? I remember walking up to Qualcomm Stadium one time. Um, it was like a Charger Packer exhibition game. And they actually had the Pepsi Coke test out in front. I can taste the difference. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's not even close. Yeah. And, and, and I'll tell you, I'll drink either one. It, it, yes. I, but I do prefer Coke. I prefer Coke, but there's variations of Coke I prefer. Okay. I don't like Wendy's Coke. I haven't really noticed that difference. Oh, Wendy's Coke versus McDonald's Coke. I I, I got to tell you, Dana, I don't know that difference. I, I'll just say oh. that I don't. I do. I I tend not to like it out of the fountain. Period. So so I would rather go go buy a you know uh, cans at Walmart or whatever. And then and then I do need to pour it into a glass. Every all liquids to me taste better out of a glass. Yeah. We always have the iced glasses in the freezer ready to roll. Perfect. And last night we no actually, wonder I like you. <laughs> we actually um, had pizza last night. Oh, and you didn't invite me over. I love pizza. What kind of pizza? It's Papa John's. Okay, I Papa mean, John's is fine. There's it's okay. Like that yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not. You know, I'm into I'm into Papa's both of them. I like Papa Murphy's too. We especially in the in when it's colder here. Yeah, you get to. Is bake that the it. kind you bring home? And yeah, you, you ba- and you bake it in your own oven. And and it warms up the whole house, right? And it tastes good. As far as I'm, I don't know. I'm a simpleton. I like the simple stuff. Warms up the house, tastes good. Show rundown today, Sportsbook Radio. We will uh, have Chuck on as we talked about from stations and the STN app. Later on, Vegas Hockey Hotline starts at 11 o'clock Pacific time. Darren Elliott, Vegas Golden Knight broadcaster on AT&T Sportsnet will join us. And Robbie Stanley a little bit later on. ESPN 1025 Nashville from Robbie and the Rex Road Show. And we'll get his thought thoughts on the Nashville Predators. I'm sure he was – I know he was watching last night. I want to talk about um, – we'll talk about the news in a second. I just want to get our first guest on. But uh, did you hear about Minnesota State and Bemidji State I did last not. Saturday? I did not. Oh, it, we're going to talk about this in a, in a second. But uh, I want to get my first guest on. When, when Allegiant Stadium – first open there was some criticism about the parking and there was a debit card issue and um credit card issue i think when money or when wwe was here and they had their first event here there was an issue then but uh you know as since that time things have really pushed forward there's been a lot of positives that have come out of that stadium i i've was privileged to take a tour of it. it is an it is really an amazing facility the, the the type of thing that we needed here in vegas to get these bigger shows because when metallica comes to town there was no place for them to play really except smaller venues where you were going to get charged four five six hundred dollars to see them this was a proper place we're seeing a stadium tour come in here and of course the raiders uh, that would have never happened obviously without a stadium so I think what Allegiant has done, it's not perfect. It's not in the greatest place ever. I keep looking two miles up the road and thinking, why not there? But I get it because it increases land value. And that is ultimately what 
you know, what is cared about in that pocket of the strip. Let's welcome in our next guest or our first guest from the Las Vegas Review Journal, Mark Anderson. And and Mark, I have to ask you, I was looking through your Twitter feed and let's get into it right now. I I, I don't like to lead with fluffy questions, so we'll get in some hardcore questions. David Lee Roth or Sammy Hagar, you weighed in on the Doug Gottlieb poll. I mean, where are you with those two? I've just never been a Sammy Hagar fan, and and I'm not a huge and and, I'll, and I'm not actually not a huge Van Halen fan either. But there are some of their songs I like, and I just thought they were a better group with with uh, David Lee Roth uh, as their lead, and and they and he had such a, a personality that uh, that just really helped them stand apart. So that's that's I was a, I took David Lee Roth on that. Spot that on, album. Mark. You get to do the whole hour now. Well oh, done. Well, you, so you're you're going to chime in on that. I, I, I prefer David Lee Roth because over. we've been talking Chicago and mm-hmm. you know ELO and these little bit I'm, I'm, in that I'm, era. I'm with Mark in that I'm not a huge Van Halen fan, but I do prefer David Lee Roth over Sammy Hagar. But I think Van Halen goes back farther than people realize. Is that that right, Mark? I mean, it was in yeah. the late '70s that they started. They started playing birthday parties in California, and, and hmm. for me, it, look, I appreciate. I I really have an appreciation for both of them because when I, you know, I'm driving down the street and, and, and mean streets come on and I'm thinking, man, that, this to me is just crunchy Van Halen that I really love. But then on the same, at the same time, when, you know, top of the world and right now, and when it's love comes on, I'm like, oh, I kind of like that too. I, I don't know. Maybe we can, yeah. we just appreciate both eras. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, obviously they had the divorce with David Lee Roth and, and and if they're gonna if anyone was gonna replace him, I mean Sammy Hagar made plenty of sense, and uh, he had a great chemistry with the band, and and he actually he fit in really well. I mean I, I I don't have a big problem with him. I just you know it wasn't one of those deals where I by far preferred one over the other. I just I just I just you know preferred Dave Lee Roth just enough if that makes sense. Mark Mark and I were separated at birth. I feel exactly the same way. Exactly the same. It's way deeper than I wanted to get on this. I mean, I, we're not even going to bring up Gary Sharon. Let let's get to your uh column on Allegiant Stadium. The NFL conducted a poll that found that the best game day experience was right here in Allegiant. Talk about that column a little bit and and the you know, the kind of the bullet points of what you found. Well, unfortunately, I, I didn't find as much as I wanted because uh, the NFL does this fan poll every year, um, but they don't publish it, at least not where I could find it. What I think they do is they let – It's like a no-trade clause. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I just – I mean, I you would think they would have it somewhere in their site broken down. This is what the fans think. Yeah. Um, but they don't, and, and and I couldn't find it anywhere. Believe me, I looked. Um but I would find like previous years, like the Baltimore Ravens were like number two, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers were number one at one point, or maybe I think three years in a row actually. Um, so you know, it's just so I think they just release a little bit here and there that makes them look good. If I make, you know, I, don't, I think there's some parts in that poll they probably don't really want out there. It's probably why they don't publish it. Uh, but yeah, I was surprised. Um, not not that I had anything against the Legion. I love the Legion. I I. I've been out there several times, and I think it's a great experience. Um, I always kind of thought the parking thing was overblown a little bit uh, because in most NFL cities, you better leave three hours before the game. That's exactly uh, it's, right. It's, so that's yeah, that's nothing unique to Las Vegas. Um, so I, I just thought the fans would adjust. So, uh, but I did think with the initial season of fans being at games, it would be held against the Legion, and apparently it wasn't. Uh, um, you know, I think because fans enjoyed the experience inside the stadium much more, and if you t- if you hear about how hard it is to get to SoFi Stadium in, in LA, uh, Allegiant definitely comes out much better than that. I've heard nightmares about just just a parking lot, just trying to get into the parking lot there. So, um, so Allegiant, even even from that standpoint, comes out pretty far ahead. Well, it comes out far ahead too, considering the area. Around both of those uh, stadiums as well. Oh, yeah. I take. Yeah. I right. mean, I, I mean, I guess it's unfair when you're talking about the strip, but uh, it's more of an emphasis of uh, you know you feel like you're parking your car at Shea Stadium back in the day when you know you came out and hopefully it wasn't on bricks. But um, right. So as, as far as that's concerned, as far as the stadium is concerned, I, I think they do a, a fantastic job. And I go back to when T-Mobile opened. 
you know, I all we heard was, oh, how are they going to get 20,000 people in and out of here? And it is going to be the worst. And yeah. it's this and it's that. But really, I, I think is it more about the change and doing something different and figuring it out? And it's not all laid out for you at first. But once you do, everything gets quieted down. In and out of T-Mobile is fantastic. They do a great job of, of setting everything up. The you know uh, metros out there with traffic after the games, getting you out of the uh, out of the parking garages, and nobody talks about that now. So all the areas that we feel like maybe a legion could approve on, I think you give it some time, and then it becomes second nature because we're familiar with it. Yeah, I think so too. I think I think it'll get better over time, and. Uh... And, and it already has. I mean, the first couple of events at Allegiant were nightmares, um, but they figured it out. You know, by the time the Raiders started playing, it was it really wasn't as big an issue. Um, you know, in, in you mentioned T-Mobile. I mean, before T-Mobile, you know, most Las Vegans are used to drive being anywhere within like 15 minutes right, with them right. as Spartan and parking right in front of the whatever casino they want to go to or whatever, wherever it is they're going to. Um, so you know, that's you know, but most major cities, it, that's just not. The way things are, um, so uh, you know, it's, it's just part of Las Vegas's growth, and yeah. you know, we're nearly two and a half million people now, and so that's just that's kind of it's just kind of the way things have to be done. If and and I think I think the city's actually adapted pretty well to it. Hey, Mark, uh, NIT is coming to Vegas. We saw this coming, right? All these conference tournaments, uh, except for uh, what Summit League now have virtually held in Vegas. Summit's the closest one that's not here. So, um, so it's not it's not surprising. But I, I think this is a big win both for the NIT and for Vegas, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, it's not for sure it's coming. I think it will. I don't think ES, I don't think ESPN put it out there by accident. Okay. Uh, you know, I don't think they were just naming off cities that it might go to. It sounds like just reading the tea leaves, it's going to be here one year and 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 in Indianapolis another year at, at Hinkle Fieldhouse. My guess is it'll be Hinkle next year because next year Las Vegas hosts the has host a regional. So I don't know that you want to have a regional and then two days later have the NIT Final Four. Um, I think that's a lot. So my my guess is, and this is no inside information. This is just kind of me just trying to figure it out from. It's an away standpoint because they run both the, the they run the NIT as well, so they probably don't want that either. So in 2024, it probably makes more sense to have that here. Um, you don't have the regional right beforehand. So uh, my my guess is they'll do that and they'll go to Hinkle next year and you know is, um, put it in a historic place where Hoosiers were shot and and um, you know it, it, it will feel weird to not be in Madison Square Garden. I mean it's it. But you know, the past two years, or until this year, hasn't been the Madison Square Garden. So, I guess it's just you know, things change, and and the NCAA probably felt like they needed to put, kick some life into the NIT and and move it around and see if they could do that. And we'll see. Um, you know, it's 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 just it's never going to be anywhere close to what it was, uh, obviously. Um, so uh, you know, I I guess it doesn't hurt to try it, but it just it's I just always saw the Madison Square Garden for the Final Four. Look, uh, Mark, it's as simple as someone once said back in the early 70s, follow the money, right? And, and that's, that's what this is about. There's, there's more money. That can, wh- whoever is in the NIT, those fans are going to come to Vegas, absolutely, and spend money. Now, will they go to Madison Square Garden? Probably, but I, I think you get a few more here. Will they go to Hinkle because of the history? Yeah, probably, but I think you get more here. I think there's more money to be made here, and that's what this is about. Oh yeah, there's no question about it. Especially you know, whatever if they get one or two teams on the West Coast, it's such an easy trip. And and it's it's you know, let's face it, New York is not the cheapest place in the world. Um, so you know, you you can go there and and you know, if you want to stay in Manhattan, uh, yeah, good luck finding a place under two hundred dollars. It's it's uh, the, you know, it's not a dump. So um, you know and. And in, in, in a lot of times you're paying more than that. I, I had to go to New York for an event uh, in 2016, and my roommate was $500. Uh, so yeah. uh, and fortunately, that was uh, I knew that going in, and it wasn't out of my pocket. So, <laughs> but uh, uh, but that's you know that's that's what for the average fan um, that's the problem. Uh, you know, getting to New York is not the problem. It's once you're there. It's really expensive. We're in Las Vegas. Yeah, we have some pretty expensive resorts, 
But you can find a pretty nice place at a decent price, especially with the NIT being in the middle of the week. Um, you know, that, it's, that would especially um, be economical for a lot of people. Well, I can tell you this, Mark. Uh, we're talking um, to Mark Anderson from the Las Vegas Review Journal. I go back to New York quite a bit, and my main issue with New York is when I, I mean, one time I thought, okay, I was going to an event at a, at a club in, in downtown in Manhattan, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to stay in Jersey. I'm going to stay like somewhere in Bergen County. It's nine miles away, and and I, I've lost my New York thinking a little bit um and so when i got there and i got my rental car yeah i'm the guy with the rental car in new york city um i i, I put <laughs> you're, in you're my braver than i am <laughs> I, I well i i i've grew up around there so i i and i have this issue with i need a rental car because i don't yeah. because i don't want to be stuck out relying on somebody else i want to rely on myself and right. part of the problem was my hotel from uh, JFK was nine miles away, but it was two and a half hours to get there. I right. mean, yep. that is such a, and I love going to New York uh, for the various things that I do, but the problem is it's, it's always that it's like going to the gym. You're happy when you're there, but boy, that thought process of going and, and all the things that are going to have to go into it and, and go smooth for your trip to go smooth I mean, it's it's taxing sometimes, and I can see where you know, Las Vegas, like everything else, uh, whether it's Major League Baseball, where it's the, the you know the NBA someday, and of course the NHL and NFL. I mean, this is such an attractive market for so yeah. many different reasons. And when these things pop up, where whether it's the NIT, the NCAA tournament, the NHL All Star Game, the, the Pro Bowl, I mean, there's not a surprise in the world. This is why I've stayed in this town, Mark, because I've always felt that this would be the epicenter for sports at one point, one day, because it was the natural progression. Because you know, you ha- you have Celine Dion. How many of those do you have? What else can we do? Right. And, and sports was going to make its way here at one point. And, and so let me ask you about the Oakland A's and their potential move to Las Vegas. What have you heard? And what is the latest? I hear rumblings, and they're not going. They're not going away, and they're certainly pro Las Vegas. Is that still accurate? Yeah, I, I, I you know, I. I think I'm like a lot of people. I'm concerned with they using Las Vegas for leverage. Um, but I've been doing. I've talked to some folks, and someone brought up the point to me a few months ago. I was like, they have one option in Oakland, and they they're putting all their eggs in that one basket on the waterfront. That's right. And and Las Vegas, they have more options. And so, if you, it's it sounds like. There's some pushback now in the Bay Area against them getting that waterfront deal done. And if they don't get it done, where else are they going to go? Um, I also think, too, they, if they're smart, and I think they probably are, they're probably looking 20, 30 years down the road. What does all this look like? Do you want? Do they want to be in Oakland where they barely have any fan support and they're always going to be you know, second fiddle to the Giants? Or do they, or do they want to go to Las Vegas and be the primary team uh, it may it's not may not happen right away because everyone has their, their teams, but they'll grow the they'll grow the fan base here, um, and in twenty thirty years they'll be much better off than they are in Oakland. I I I think I think it could happen. I really do. I, I you know now if you told me tomorrow that, that tomorrow Oakland's going to come with the money and the gays are stays are staying, I wouldn't be shocked. But um, I, I just, you know, I, I do think there's a good chance, even if they don't get state money, and I don't think they're going to get public money. Um, I think that, I think they would figure it out some other way. Um, but I, I think I think, uh, I, I, think uh, I think it could happen, and and I think it's I think in the next few months um, we'll know for sure. Yeah, let's dream a little bit about that. I mean, where would you say is the perfect spot to have a stadium? And I. My opinion, and, and I'm not down for knocking down buildings, and I, you know, sorry whoever owns it at this point, but boy, I, I did allow myself to think what a perfect spot it would be where the Rio is right now, facing the strip, and, and that may or may not happen, but that was a rumor for a long time, and, and I thought, wow, what a 
fantastic spot for a ballpark with, with the easy access to the freeway and, and the side roads. And uh, I don't know, Mark. I mean, do you have other, other options that you think are really good? The south end yeah, of the strip, I just maybe. Think, yeah, I just think it needs to be somewhere close to Strip Sport Collegiate Stadium. Yeah, I I mean, you can think about putting it in Summerlin where Las Vegas ballpark is or in Henderson, and you would definitely get a stronger local uh, tennis, but you would lose out on the on the uh, visitors big time, um, and and I think I think you have to have, I think you have to have the outer towners, um, especially in the early years. I mean, look at the Raiders. I mean, the, uh, such a big big percentage of the, of their uh, their fans every week are, are from out of town, and I think I think a lot of that would be the A's too. It's obviously it's harder. We're talking about eighty-one home games, but it's but it's. Uh, I think you have to have it near the strip to help bolster the bolster the attendance. Uh, and you know, and and you know, the skepticism before the Knights got here is well, locals don't want to go to the strip. But the Knights showed that if you do it right, yeah. And, and locals don't really have to spend a lot of time on the strip; they can kind of get in and out. And the Legion, same thing. I think I think people will show up. Uh, so yeah, I mean Rio. I, I, Rio wouldn't make if they do did that. That Rio wouldn't make, that area wouldn't make a lot of sense for all the reasons you mentioned. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think it, ultimately if they do move here, it'll, it will be somewhere in that quarter. I, I, where I don't know. Is it is it more likely that uh, either you know the Las Vegas ballpark is expanded or a new stadium is built, or is Allegiant a possibility? Is Allegiant not a possibility at all for the A's? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No. No, it was best. It was built specifically for football. Um, so and, and and you know and and you don't you you know back in the seventies you know you had all those stadiums that housed both NFL and, and, and major league teams but it, man it's it's gone far away from that uh, or teams don't want to do that anymore they don't want to share their stadiums anymore uh, and they want specific they want their stadiums built uh, specifically for their teams um, so. Um, you know, as far as Las Vegas ballpark, I don't know what would happen to that. I thought, you know, at one time I thought it'd make a lot of sense if they could find a way to expand that. But I don't think, I just don't think they're going to do that. Yeah. And and I, yeah, I just don't think they want to be out in Summerlin uh, if they move here. And but, you know, then you have that really nice ballpark just sitting there. I don't know what you do with them. But you, I guess you could make the argument you could have the have the A's minor league exactly team still right. remain there. Didn't you know, do it uh, just like the Golden Knights. Yeah, the Golden Knights have the Silver Knights, so I guess you could do that. Um, and um, you know, and you get, you get the Summerlin residents who don't really want to drive down the strip, who still want to see baseball. They can just you know, five minutes away, ten minutes away, it's right there. So um, I guess you could still do that. And uh, I think there's some sort of major league rule about you have to have a certain distance, but you know, that seems to me that rules like that can be can be overwritten, or they could say that they're making an exception or whatever. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think San Jose's minor league team plays pretty close uh, to where the Giants and the A's are. I mean, it, I don't know, you know, the logistics of what the geography has to be, but uh, that's the first one that comes to mind. I don't think that's that far away um, from the yeah, Giants. Yeah, San Jose. Yeah, San Jose. I don't remember they had the Giants or the A's. No, the Giants, obviously. The Las Vegas the A's. Yeah. yeah, I mean, San Jose is about an hour from San Francisco, so uh, so there's definitely some distance there. But yeah, same same metro area. Yeah, I mean, they would. I mean, look, Mark. I mean, if we're we're talking about baseball here, would they think that the Oakland A's are our local market? So, uh, I mean, an hour away. I mean, that's basically a stone's throw from you know Blue Diamond to Tropicana. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for, so, for, yeah, in I mean, baseball yeah, terms. depending on traffic, it could take an hour. Right? I was just going to say, <laughs> if if you're if it's three o'clock to five o'clock, it's going to take you an hour to get there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it definitely, yeah. You you can just sit there in the sit there in the freeway for a while. So, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think it would make a lot of sense to keep the aviators here. I mean, it would be a shame to tear down that ballpark like three or four years after it got built. Oh yeah. yeah. No, I I think there would be another use for that i i can't believe that 
they would have built that ballpark in the way that they built it and the area that they built it if they didn't have the foresight to say, if this happens, we can do this with this stadium. I, I, it, it, hey, I, I don't know. I'd love to see UNLV play more games out there. That would be nice. But I don't know if yeah. that's going to you know, – we'll yeah. see what happens. Last question for me, Mark. Uh, what, what is the limit – Again, if you're dreaming, what is the limit for Las Vegas sports-wise? Or is there no limit to this town? You know, I don't know. Uh, I, 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 I am concerned three teams is kind of pushing it a little bit. Um, but I do think I, – I wouldn't be a bit shocked if we got all four teams here. Yeah. Uh, and within, within a fairly short amount of time, too. Um, I do think we're going to get at least three teams probably within the next five to ten years. I do think the NBA's coming, even if the A's don't come. I think the NBA's coming uh, at some point. Is it a matter of – Mark, is it a matter of Seattle? I mean, they expand by two. Do they, do they want to expand by one? I think they both have both uh, teams in both markets. I think right. NBA feels exactly. like getting the oh Seattle, yeah, and especially now that Seattle's re, you know redone its arena. Um, I, I think the I think Seattle's getting a team. I think Las Vegas is getting a team. Question is, are, the, are you talking about expansion teams? Or are you talking about uh, teams being re- relocated? And I, I know there's a lot of talk about the. I shouldn't say talk. It's it's more background noise about the Pelicans. Are they really going to be in New Orleans for the for the long term? Um, and that's a team I would keep an eye on as far as maybe making a move here. Uh, it would make a lot of sense. I think they're already in the they're in the West, so you wouldn't have to change conferences. They're already there. Yeah. Um, and you, I mean, you have to change, I guess, the divisions, but that's not a big deal. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would. That's sort of a team I've kept an eye on. Uh, it just seems like they can't keep. Players there, Anthony Davis wanted out. Obviously, Zion clearly doesn't want to be there. Uh, but if you move the team to Las Vegas, yeah. get different ownership, I think you're looking maybe at a whole different deal. Yeah, I agree. Well, I wish they'd do that with the Pirates as well. Anyway, um, Mark, we appreciate you coming on. From uh, Mark Anderson from the Las Vegas Review Journal, we went through a lot of things. I appreciate it, and I'm going to go back and listen to those uh, early Van Halen records again and see if I can get on the same page. Uh, I'm a big, I'm a big, uh, uh, God, I'm just couldn't really say. Not, um, You're you know, a Rush Omaha, guy, Omaha, aren't you? Right. I'm, I like Summer Rush. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I got that vibe. My favorite spring, I'm actually Springsteen. There we go. Oh, okay. Okay. All yeah. right, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, his tickets are really cheap when you see him in New York. They're uh, extremely <laughs> cheap. <laughs> yeah. You can ask I, Steve Carp about that. I, I, yeah, I won't go. Carp's seen him like 18,000 times. Uh, yeah, I've seen him twice. I saw him in Florida, and I saw him here. So he's, he's unbelievable. Well, Mark, we appreciate you coming on, and we'll certainly have you on in the future to talk about these issues we just went over. Yeah, you know, have me on any time. I really enjoyed this. Awesome. Thanks, Mark. And good luck with your next endeavor today. I want you to be 100% healthy. <laughs> okay, thank you. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm okay, okay. Because I <laughs> – never mind. Okay. Oh, now I got to know. What's he doing? No, no. He's just – Okay. No. Right. Sorry. You know, it's one of these things. Yeah. It's like I'm new. All right. Fine. All right. All right. There he goes. Mark Anderson from the Las Vegas Review Journal. Uh, appreciate having him on. I love that sometimes, guy already. I know. Sometimes I go home and go, yeah. why do you, why do you no, it's, it's all good. Bruce Springsteen, bingo. He wins. Bang on. We're going to take a short break. We'll have our friend Chuck Esposito from Station Casinos on with us. And we will try not to ask him anything that makes me cringe over the weekend. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and up to a $100 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino or Wildfire. Complete details available at all sportsbooks. Oasis Bar and Grill at 4955 South Decatur near the corner of Trop has been totally renovated. It features incredible food with a kitchen that's open 24-7. Gaming promotions every month. There are cashback drawings for loyal players. The banquet room is spacious and a great venue for any type of function. Sports fans won't miss any of the action with HDTVs throughout the property. 
Oasis is a great place to meet and make new friends. The staff is fun and engaging. Get in on the fun with great food, great drink, and gaming promotions at Oasis Bar and Grill, 4955 South Dakota. Experience the thrill of the grill. John Smith Subs is home of the famous steak bomb and other premium deli subs with grilled-to-order marinated sirloin steak, grilled chicken, farm-fresh veggies, and delicious bread baked daily. Our subs are making a name for themselves with quality and flavor. Add an order of piping hot french fries and you have a meal you can't get anyplace else. Experience the thrill of the grill at John Smith Subs. Visit johnsmithsubs.com to find a location near you. Hey, Golden Knights fans, I'm attorney Adam Kuttner. I'm proud to be an official partner of the Vegas Golden Knights. We're giving you the chance to play at home along with the Golden Knights to win home game tickets through our power play giveaway. Each time the Golden Knights are on a power play, we'll pick one of my Twitter followers who tags me on Twitter with the hashtag Adam Kuttner power play. And when the Golden Knights score, that lucky fan wins tickets to the Fortress. So make sure to follow me on Twitter. Go Knights, go! Calling all Vegas Golden Knights super fans for the Terribles game day giveaway. During all of Vegas Golden Knights home games, visit any participating Terribles location, make a qualifying purchase, get a scratch card, enter on the Terribles app, and you could win a $1,000 Golden Knights shopping spree. Best yet, one lucky customer will win this prize every day the Vegas Golden Knights have a home game. Terribles game day giveaway. It's only at Terribles. Visit Terribles.com for more details. Oasis Bar and Grill at 4955 South Decatur near the corner of Trop has been totally renovated. It features incredible food with a kitchen that's open 24-7. Gaming promotions every month. There are cashback drawings for loyal players. The banquet room is spacious and a great venue for any type of function. Sports fans won't miss any of the action with HD TVs throughout the property. Oasis is a great place to meet and make new friends. The staff is fun and engaging. Get in on the fun with great food, great drink, and gaming promotions at Oasis Bar and Grill, 4955 South Decatur. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and up to a $100 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any station casino or wildfire. Complete details available at all sportsbooks. Welcome back to Sportsbook Radio, powered by Station Casinos and the STN app from the Brian Blessing Studio. Guess what? Today was... Speaking of music, keep the music talk going. Uh, today's March the 25th. I don't know. What does that mean musically? Brand new Def Leppard video this morning. Okay. For their for new, the new single? Their single, for their upcoming album. Cannot wait. Look at you. Oh, I'm such a huge fan. I love that. You're band. giddy. I am giddy. I'm almost giddy Lee. Oh! Oh! <laughs> Oh man! I mean, it's just today is Friday. It's, <laughs> it's a good thing. I, mean, I don't think last Friday felt like this, but no, it didn't. I would have remembered. Let's welcome in Chuck Esposito, sportsbook director Save at the Station Casinos, good friend of ours, and, and Chuck. Um, you know, I I want to bring something up that uh, outside of sports that I found amazing. It probably never gets talked about, but it, it should. It, is we have a mutual friend in the ccsd school system and i found out yesterday a couple of your family members uh went in and read some books and did their community service and and you know in a good way of course and, and i thought oh well i would have never have known this and i think this needs to be talked about yeah that's uh it's awesome that uh they they did that and went in uh, i've done it many times in the past as well and um, it's always a fun thing to be able to go in and, and read to the kids and, and have some fun and uh, just see their faces when you're uh, kind of telling a story um, that, uh, that they're interested in. I mean, I have to be honest with you. I, at that same school that you and I share, I played Santa one year, and uh, my wife every year wanted me to do that. And one of the things in the last couple of years, I didn't have to do that, so that was good. So anyway. Um, those are things I think needs to be talked about. But the other thing that I want to talk about, too, and I forgot to ask you last time you were on, 
Major League Baseball, the, the exhibition numbers are coming out, and I love baseball. And I say this every year, Chuck. I say, you know what? I'm going to wait to the regular season. This is ridiculous. And then I then you start seeing a little bit of pitching matchups. You start to see some lineups, see some information coming over over social media. Uh, but my question to you is, we're already seeing $2 favorites in the exhibition. And we have talked about the National Hockey League where numbers were out of control. I mean, I, I think you know Colorado's at least 450 tonight, I, I'm guessing. Uh, are we going to see those type of numbers in Major League Baseball as well? Because I, this is these are not numbers that's usually reserved for March and April. This is usually numbers that we see in late September. You know, I, I think we can, Dana. I, I think when you look at um, the spend that so many teams had in, in baseball and in free agency, and I guess, the, not for a better word, the lack of spend um, that so many teams had, that you could. I, I think maybe early on it'll be it'll be um, not the norm, but once the season gets rolling, if you can tell that there are teams that just aren't very good and they're not on a competitive level with some of these um, other teams, then I think you'll see prices like that. Uh, it leveled off a little bit in hockey, but uh, as you mentioned, you still see huge favorites, especially um, you know with Colorado at home and some of the other teams that are you know top-flight teams throughout the league. How do we get in the exhibition season, how do we get when, when we know a starter is going to, going to go you know, two, three innings, maybe four innings because of the, the, the exhibition season being, being a little bit less this year. I mean, how do we get to the point where we think, wow, we're going to take a chance and put up a, a $2 favor in this game? You know, with, with baseball, um, there's so many guys that are being cycled in and out. And, um, you know, I, I know you're talking about today's uh, the Baltimore and Tampa game. Um, Baltimore did, you know, they, they are winning right now. Um, it, it just started basically, but um, I think you're looking at the public perception a little bit, looking at, you know, if a team like Tampa is going to be throwing some of their pitchers that are more of their veteran-type pitchers against Baltimore who could be throwing a lot of, you know, guys that aren't going to be on the big league roster. And I think, you know, it, as you guys kind of said earlier, we're in a um, in a information era, and we get that information, and we, you know, we kind of dissect it and go through it, and the betters do the same thing. But in exhibition baseball, you're going to see adjustments made so much quicker, guys. The limits are a lot lower. Um, the, the potential liability isn't there. And you're going to see adjustments and moves made um, so much quicker than you would during the course of the regular season. So if we're talking about baseball pricing, Chuck, how, are, are we moving to a, a spot where we don't list pitchers anymore? You know, Tampa Bay kind of started this a, a couple of years ago where we have these basically bullpen games on a daily basis. Is it, is, are, are the books looking at that at all, or are we, we, are we always going to list starting pitchers? You know, I don't know. I think some places did get away from it a little bit uh, last year, Stevie. Uh, I think, you know, we're still going to list pitchers, and I think that, you know, the, the line is really based on that, and there still is uh, a bunch of teams that still will use that four and five, you know, and potentially six-man rotation instead of the committee in games. Um, but every once in a while, you do have a game that's kind of up as an entry from our side. But I think there are some, you know, some places that have kind of gotten away from it a little bit, and it wouldn't surprise me to see it kind of split industry-wide in the not-too-distant future. Yeah, maybe there could be some sort of indication, just a, you know, a, a quick abbreviation if you expect it to be a bullpen game, uh, as you see plenty of times with Tampa. Uh, there's other teams that just you know can't do it. The worst team, the, the poorer teams in the league can't do it just because I mean, they if they had the depth to begin with, uh, we wouldn't be looking at that. But uh, let me ask you this then: on the flip side, if you're looking to you know keep pitchers, why do we not list goaltenders? Yeah, I don't know. People have asked me that before. Um, I, I don't know. I mean. Um, it usually comes out, you know, fairly early on who's going to be between the pipes and who's the last guy off the ice. Um, but that's a good, it's a good question. I don't have the answer for that. When, when you see a backup in, and, and it's a significant difference in, in your mind, Chuck, do you immediately adjust the price? We do. Yep. If, 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 we, if it's a backup that we didn't think was going to be in, I mean, again, we know it's back-to-back games. Uh, you, you have a good idea who's going to be playing goal um, the, second game, the second day. But if it's information that comes across you know, late in the day that a starting goaltender um, is not going to be between the pipes, we'll absolutely make an adjustment. I mean, you, you have to be taking a look at social media right now. And I mean, thank goodness for that sort of thing, because 
you know, as you said, morning skate will tell you who's going to be starting in, in goal. And sometimes you'll look at a number and, you know, maybe it's not even a back-to-back situation. I mean, we don't really know, even from a Vegas standpoint, who's starting in net once everybody is healthy from a, a night-to-night basis. You have to have you look look at that number and kind of think, well, maybe, you know, ex-goaltender is not going to start tonight because of that. Uh, because of uh, that number, but maybe the, the the number already reflects that in anticipation of a specific goaltender starting. Yeah, guys, we I can't stress enough that the the trading team here does such a phenomenal job of being on top of social media. It's something that we're looking at all the time and adjusting everything. I mean, we know that the guests are extremely well educated. That you know they pay attention to this. We're in an information era. It is so much different than it was five years ago, ten years ago, and, you know, longer than that, it was, it's dramatically different. That is a key component of what we do every single day. And if it's, you know, rumors of guys that potentially are in and out of a lineup, if it's major trades that are potentially happening, those things all affect future book lines, current day lines, um, and things that we're looking at and adjusting accordingly um, pretty much on the fly. I mean, these guys, their head's on a swivel. Uh, we do a tremendous job of kind of communicating with each other and, and going through the process, but it never ends now with uh, being in this information era it is, you know, all day, 24-7, that information like this is coming out across the board. You know, another year, Chuck, Gonzaga gets knocked out. Of course, you guys are knee-deep knee into the NCAA tournament. They get two field goals from their bench. They shoot 38%. And, and this kind of goes back to the St. Mary's loss, where in that loss, they specifically said, we need to get more production from the bench. Uh, I guess they're only they're like you know Notre Dame they're like seven deep maybe eight deep on that team but outside of Drew Timmy there really wasn't anything to go to for Gonzaga so the question is going into next year are they still one of the co-favorites to to win a national title I think they're always going to be up there guys I think a lot depends on and, and I haven't gotten that far out yet to see you know who's um who they have coming in um, you know, we know there's rumors that Holmgren will leave and there'll be a lottery pick, although I, I really believe that, you know, if he was there for four years and he's 190 now, if he was 240, he, he becomes a much better player for the NBA. I think when I look at the NBA, it's become more of a develop, developmental league um, than it ever was before. I mean, we, when you talk about, you know, having Jordan play three years and the amount of time that guys like Ewing and, and Iverson and Bird and Magic spent at the, you know, collegiate level and Worthy before they moved, it really gave them an opportunity to grow and to become, you know, bigger both mentally and physically before they got to the NBA. And I just can't see Holmgren, you know, lining up against Joel Embiid. And, you know, he would get pushed around like no other. I mean, adding some, some strength and, and maturing somewhat, I think, helps. But I know the, the lure of, the, of, you know, the, what you could potentially get when you come out. And, um, you know, there's other opportunities to play abroad as well that a lot of these kids are just, you know, one and done. And I think some of these, you know, bigger schools around the country, like we're talking about, who are in the top 20, top 25 every year, um, it, it's so much more difficult now because of that. And, you know, depending on what happens with Gonzaga, they may have to retool on the fly. And, again, I, I don't know. I haven't seen the recruiting class who's coming in yet or not. Cinderella starts a, a game tonight, tips off at uh, four, 4 o'clock our time. The, the St. Peter's Peacocks uh, plus 13 on the uh, STN app. Uh, Chuck, I just I, I wonder if the size of Purdue is just too much for St. Peter's here. If, if, they, if they shoot the threes at, at an unbelievable number, uh, maybe they can pull this out. But you've got Ivy and Ivy, and th- those are just two really good ball players. I think St. Peter's, uh, unfortunately, dancing is done tonight. I, I would think so too, Stevie, except, you know, I, I saw it on Twitter, and I don't know if it's true because I'm not – I've never heard of it before. Well, it's on Twitter, Chuck. Of course it is. Today's <laughs> National Peacock Day. Oh, so, is, okay. Wow. If that's true, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, you know, uh, I said it wasn't St. Peter's Day, or it wasn't St. Patrick's Day on Thursday. It was St. Peter's Day. And if it's National Peacock Day, man, you got some powers above working for you. Um, but uh, early action has been on Purdue. The number has gone up slightly. Um, but uh, anybody who likes St. Peter's is taking them on the money line, guys. They're just too, uh, too good of a price to pass up, it looks like. 
That's a big price. What, what I, I see plus six fifty. Is that about right? Six twenty-five yeah, in that in that in that general area that you're seeing that you're seeing a price like that anywhere from around you know the six to the seven dollar range. I think is fairly accurate, guys. I, I've always been a guy that I, I, I know a lot of guys that you know when they play dogs they do play the money line and and that can be very profitable. Every time, any time, Chuck, I've ever played the money line, uh, the the dog is covered, right? But not one. It just it, so I I always take the points now. <laughs> well, you know, I've always said that, and if you are going to take a dog on the money line, that you you have to believe that they can win the game. Um, so I, I think you know if. If you think they can win the game, then you know. Or if you take them on the points, you really feel confident enough that they can win the game. It's not like, well, I think they're good enough to lose by less than thirteen. I think you have to feel like they're competitive enough to actually win the game, and that's where the value is when I look at it. Well, I found value. I, I laid the nine fifty money line with Purdue. I feel good about that and <laughs> put my thirty bucks down. You guys should have just bet against each other. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, yeah, yeah, that's a good, great idea. See, I didn't know you were going to do that, and I, I don't want to go against National Peacock Day, so that's not going to happen. But, ah. hey, Chuck, let me ask you something about your new advertising campaign. I, I'm sitting there watching, uh, watching TV the other night, and I see – your new commercial and i think it is absolutely fantastic i think it stirs the pot just the right amount uh, it's hilarious it's funny and, and i think that's exactly what this advertising campaign needed to be honest guys we're making fun of ourselves you know we're just uh well, we're just Chuck, having fun on. and and uh, <laughs> it's um it's it's good i mean it's uh um, we love that, you know, Stephen Money has been, uh, uh, you know, kind of our, uh, you know, our, our mascot or logo for, for STN Sports and that um, everything we do kind of revolves around him. And we're just having so much fun with it. And, and really, you know, if it's, uh, you know, the, the fountains out front of here or um, the toga, we're really making fun of ourselves for what we, you know, what we can do, um, you know, to promote the product. But it's been a lot of fun. It's been received really well by the guests. We've got, um, you know, the Masters Golf coming up on um, April 7th. Anybody that makes a $25 Masters bet gets a uh, Stephen Money towel. Um, that's really, really kind of cool. It says uh, drive for show, putt for dough. Uh, it's a golf towel. And then you get entered into a uh, drawing um, up to four entries for an STN Sports uh, tailor-made um, golf bag. So uh, it's been fun to do this stuff and, and really just kind of get it out there. And um, I, I enjoy it. And, again, it's been received really, really, really well by the guests. I mean, these apps have been an absolute godsend. I mean, it is especially the STN app, which I've proudly had now for about a month and a half. And it is the only app that I have now. I don't have any of the others. And there's so many spots on my phone now where there used to be an icon that there isn't anymore. But talk about after this NCAA tournament is is up, you uh, talked about the Masters. I mean, what is the next thing? And I know ultimately you just want to keep this thing rolling 365 days a year uh, and maybe till you can get to the NFL season. What is the next thing up for the sports book? What's the next big thing that you're really hoping to drive people in on? Well, well you're right, Dan. There really isn't any downtime anymore. Um, I think, you know, once the tournament ends, um, you know, actually the first day of the Masters is also opening day for Major League Baseball. We're not that far away from both the NBA and NHL postseason. Ah, um, so and good. by the time those kind of start wrapping up, we're starting to make all of our plans for football. We've actually started now. So there really isn't any downtime. So we're just getting ready again for Masters, baseball, uh, postseason football, or uh, postseason hockey, um, and basketball, and just having fun. I mean, the Kentucky Derby is not that far away. A lot of the Derby prep races are coming up. Uh, we'll be offering, you know, larger twin queues for our race guests on Saturday. Um, we've got the race app as well that, you know, really brings the races to you if you can't make it. So make it to one of our books so there really is a lot of cool stuff going on right now but industry changed dramatically guys and there really isn't that downtime that you used to have maybe a decade or so ago you were talking earlier about you know keeping your head on uh, on social media and the team over there at, at stations that does that and and that there is no downtime i imagine there was some adjustment to the miami dolphins futures this morning wasn't there chuck uh, well, yesterday, yeah, there actually there was when when that trade went down and the, you know, the rumblings happened. You know, the Dolphins were I think forty five to one. They were adjusted down to thirty to one. Um, and then uh, on the flip side, 
You look at Kansas City that the other teams in their division have made so much movement that they've actually been steadily going up, I think, from seven to eight and now nine um, to one. You look at the Chargers who added Mack and, and J.C. Jackson. You look at the, the Raiders, who uh, Chandler Jones and Devontae Adams. Of course, the Broncos with Russell Wilson. That is just a crazy tough division, and I think the moves that the other three teams have made and the loss of Tyreek Hill has really kind of narrowed that gap a little bit um, in the AFC West. But moving things all the time, guys. I mean, we're, we're not done. I mean, I still think there's other moves that are that are going to be made and things that are happening and, and the draft, what happens in the draft. It has been a crazy offseason. I've never seen so much movement. It's kind of like Madden franchise. Uh, <laughs> I've never seen star power like this moved in that league um, as long as I've been in this industry. Well, rumor has it we might see some other star power moving. Some blue check marks around Twitter have reported that perhaps Brady uh, – that Brady is in talks with Miami to go down there. I mean, it, you wouldn't believe it if it would just, you know, anybody. But, you know, there is some credible you know, people and on credible platforms that have said that. I mean, is that something you're keeping an eye on as well? And yeah. where would you potentially adjust your number after that? You'd have to move. I mean, they still would be, you know, they trail the Bills, I would think, still in, in the in the AFC East, but you would see another dramatic drop. And, and on the flip side, you would see the, uh, the Bucks go way up because they'd have a major question mark, you know, at quarterback. Um, it, it's, it's been a crazy offseason, guys. Yeah. We, I, I can't stress enough that, you know, if that were to happen. And I, I just find that tough to believe that that would happen, but it could. I've been wrong before. Um, I guess he maybe he hasn't signed on the dotted line yet with, with Tampa. And um, if that happens, that would really be a bizarre twist. Yeah, we, we're talking to uh, uh, Chuck Esposito, the sportsbook director at Station Casinos and Red Rock and the STN app, and you're, you're Mr. Everything. My last question for you, Chuck, is I, I always wondered, and I always try to ask questions like outside the box. I mean, we pound these games to death, and of course you have an incredible property. I'm going there tonight to eat at Lucille's. And I, but my question is, when I go to you know various properties that are under the umbrella of stations, I always wonder, do you guys have some sort of inner competition to you know throw the biggest and the best party or to you know to get the most customers or i mean is there any any of that stuff going on between the properties or you just you know fall under the umbrella and happy to be there you know, I think from the, the race and sports side of it, it really is um, kind of falling under the umbrella to some degree. There might be some, you know, fun competition, but we're all supporting each other. We're all looking to, you know, to grow the uh, the pie as much as we can. We, we're open to creativeness and ideas from our, our sister properties um, to help them, you know, achieve what, what they want to achieve. And I, and I think the, the strength of it is that it's the strength in numbers, that yeah. we're all here to achieve the same goal. We all have the same goals. And, uh, and then we work really, really well as a team together. Well, Chuck, I appreciate your time. Have a great weekend, and I, I wish you and the book and the app all the best, and we'll talk again on Monday. All right. Sounds great, guys. Uh, enjoy National Peacock Day. Yeah, and uh, for sure. talk in a few. <laughs> okay. There he goes, Chuck Esposito from Station Casinos. And we'll be back with Vegas Hockey Hotline. Darren Elliott's going to join us from the Vegas Golden Knights.